You're a visionary. You know all is possible in the NFT world, and I welcome you to Freedom with NFTs. I'm Lauren Turton, and in each episode of Freedom with NFTs, I interview NFT gurus who share their experiences, strategies, tools, and tips so you can dive even deeper into creating your own freedom with NFTs. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So hit subscribe so you can stay dialed in to freedom with NFTs. Today on Freedom with NFTs, our guest speaker means more to me than what he realizes. His name is Jake. He also goes by Scary Kid. And him and his wife, Kay Money, are the founders of Happy Land Gummy Bears. They have two gorgeous children, and family means absolutely everything to them. Scary Kid is passionate about NFTs and building a community around the space. He claims he's just your average guy who works a full-time nine-to-five and a side business while growing his Happy Land Gummy Bear community. I can tell you, Scary Kid is not your average person. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome Jake to Freedom with NFTs. So tell us about your journey that led you to where you are today with Happy Land Gummy Bears. We really just started our journey with listening to Gary Vaynerchuk. Or a lot of people know, I guess, or many people at least know who Gary V is. He started mm-hmm. talking about NFTs. And for those of you who are still learning, NFTs, again, it's it just pronounced uh, non-fungible tokens, just an acronym. Mm-hmm. But Happy Land Gummy Bears was something that came from something happened last year in 2020 February I had a panic attack and so it'll kind of make sense as I kind of described kind of what happens with this collection going with like why it makes sense of like the messaging and everything mm-hmm. but I had a panic attack so as far as me just growing up I've always been kind of a gung-ho person just like hey positive like square up your shoulders like everything's fine mm-hmm. depression is a mindset And I think with life, it kind of just teaches you a lot of things, teaches you to kind of be humble. And uh, so with that experience came with the back in February of this year of 2021, I learned of NFTs through Gary Vee. And I saw this as a great opportunity to create a collection based upon kind of mental health, based upon positivity, being uplifting. And so that's kind of the journey as far as a synopsis of kind of that. Is that kind of like... Yeah. Thank you for sharing some intimate details about your life and how it set off this amazing project, Happy Land Gummy Bears. Before we get a little bit more into what Happy Land Gummy Bears is all about, take us back a little bit further. What is your professional experience before launching this incredible project? Yeah. So I feel like the entrepreneur in me has been always trying to do these things. And it's always in and you as well probably know this, it's mm-hmm. just a long process. It goes over five to 10 to 15 years. It'll be our whole lives. But once we have that, I guess that root in us, that's okay, this is who I am. I want mm-hmm. to grow things. I want to be better. I want to grow like my mindset, my emotions and give value to other people. I feel like, so, okay. So for example, like I tried to start when I was, let's say I was 26, 27. I tried to start an Amazon business. Uh-huh. Uh, didn't work out. Right. And so I started another one selling used books it did okay for a while, lost a lot of money. I didn't make, I made ends meet just a little bit, but it just didn't work out either. I tried to create a Shopify 
mm-hmm. uh, web store online that failed as well. And I think is like this entrepreneur mindset is like we keep going and going and we use these things that we learn mm-hmm. to propel us forward to things that we use in the future. And so with that as well, so along with my personal journey is I started an Etsy store. Mm-hmm. It does pretty well. I sell used toys on Facebook Marketplace. It does really well. So these principles that I've learned back in my past, mm-hmm. it really helped with the marketing or like understanding who your customer is or client. Mm. And it goes to this point of how it came to Happy Land Gummy Bears. I'd already had that experience in marketing. I'd already mm-hmm. had experience what a customer might want, the emotion that plays into like mm-hmm. what people will look forward to. I guess I think there's a lot of people with the same connection. I'll just speaking on NFTs just in general that I hopped into it and it was super natural for me mm-hmm. because it was nostalgic. It made me feel like a kid again. So it's almost like there wasn't really that much work. But as far as that, like I, I work a nine to five, I'm super busy. Mm-hmm. I have a family who I adore. I married with two kids. So my life isn't really anything that's out of the ordinary. And I think that's really cool about this NFT space and especially this project that we've actually been told before the, our project was like a, a mom and pop shop type project mm-hmm. of, of NFTs. And so I was like, oh, that's totally true because it will kind of get into like different teams in like the mm-hmm. development team or the marketing, the art team that go and in, in, in kind of go into this. But with the direction of Happy Land Gummy Bears, it really was just me and my wife. And we just decided like, let's create something cute. Let's create something uplifting. Let's give value back and let's make it awesome. Like let's create this community. And so as far as that, Again, that personal and professional journey is like, I'm really all in all, I'm just a normal person. And I've lived kind of just a normal life. And up to this point, like, it's really awesome that this space kind of welcomes everyone. It welcomes just Mm -hmm. really doesn't matter who you are. It has no judgment. And we're all, uh, and as anyone knows, if you're in the Twitter space with NFTs, Mm -hmm. it's very welcoming, very uplifting, very Mm -hmm. positive. And from what I thought before was Twitter was just super toxic, super political. Mm -hmm. I really don't like the aspect of the social media, but I was convinced otherwise because of NFTs. And so I just love that. I agree with you on that. My biggest takeaway from everything you just said is the fact that you tried different entrepreneurial journeys until you found the one that was right for you. And I know for so many people who are listening, who might be new to NFTs, it's an overwhelming space. And it's intimidating to get involved in because it runs very deep. And Mm. there's the technology aspect of it. I know for me, I'm not necessarily a tech savvy person. So when I first got into NFTs, I was getting overwhelmed because I was going deep into the tech part of it. And then I took a step back and I said, what are the skills that you have? What What are you naturally good at? What are you doing in your other business? And apply it to the space. And I like how you said that there is a spot for everyone in the NFT space. I think that's really important for people to understand as they enter into NFTs. So now that we've heard a little bit about you, your past, and where you've come from to get where you are today about Happy Land Gummy Bears, I'd like to hear from you a little bit more about Happy Land Gummy Bears. Tell us about this amazing project. Yeah, so during the time that we were creating, it took us about... I want to say two and a half to three months to really create everything as far as the idea and going to how we were going to implement the marketing, the art, uh, the value that we're going to give back. Just so in case whoever's listening, when you create a collection, there's, you notice as far as like these 10,000 type of NFT collections where there's like a huge amount of numbers, there's usually a roadmap that's connected to that. And in that roadmap, there could be different pieces of value that's given back. And so as far as 
uh, merch or like treasure hunts or some fun things to give in the community. So we had to think about that aspect as well. So Happy Like Gummy Bears is a collection of 9,600 gummy bear NFTs. And in the name, it's Happy Land. That's what we represent. We want to be something positive and uplifting. But these bears, they look beat up. They're actually kind of messed up. They have traits of affliction, uh, missing limbs like piranhas eating their arms or like slit their arms. It's pretty gruesome. But the whole, I guess the messaging behind it is the, to be representative that life is hard. It's meant to be hard. It's supposed to be. There's purpose behind it. And so the faces of these gummy bears are actually really well composed. They're, their faces are just kind of just, just staring. Just, they don't care. Like they're in pain, but they're not suffering. And so it's just a sign of resilience and strength. And that, so again, ties into my experience of my panic attack back in February of last year. And just to say this part real quick, I don't know if anyone, I don't know if you, Lauren, have ever had a panic attack. I've never had one. I didn't know. I didn't know that I've had sisters who, who still get them. I have sisters. I have two, so I'm the youngest of 10, but uh, two specific sisters of mine that have panic attacks all the time. And I remember feeling like I just would brush it off. I, I would show concern, but after I'd had one, I immediately called them. And we had kind of a sense of like this, a deeper connection in love for each other and compassion. And I basically said, I'm so sorry, because a panic attack will make you believe that you are essentially dead, like something's wrong and that you are convinced that you're dying. And that's how, what my experience was and what led up to that. I don't know what it was me being not in a healthy lifestyle, mentally, emotionally, I was working too hard. But from that thing that was so negative came this experience of what I wanted to create these gummy bears. And so creating this community and actually launching this project, we've found a lot of people that I have close relationships with now. I mean, over DMs, right? Mm -hmm. But we talk all the time and just emotional stuff. And we talk about just being there for each other and mm -hmm. not like getting down into like mopey stuff, like all the time, but just being uplifting and just being positive and being there. And like, and we've been able to give quite a bit to charity back from this launch of this project. Mm -hmm. And a huge aspect of it was we understood that in this NFT community space, there's lots of projects that are selling out. Mm -hmm. We thought it was getting a little congested. As you mm -hmm. said, it's very overwhelming in certain aspects, but it, we had an impression. My wife and I, we talked about it. We were going to sell each gummy bear for 0 0.06 Ethereum plus gas fees. And one day we had an impression that for whatever reason, in our hearts, we thought a good way to give value back would be to give them for free. Mm -hmm. And so we actually just decided to give them to our community for free. And it's been super successful. We, I guess you can tell people like free things because we sold mm -hmm. out in like under 20 minutes. But with that, we were more royalty based. So every time that Someone sold OpenSea.io is the marketplace where NFT, for those listeners out there. And every time that you give away your gummy bear or your NFT and they trade, so if they're sold to another individual, you can have a royalty on that. And so the original project, so the creators would have a royalty built upon that. So that's how we were creating our funds with that. That's how we're able to get some more charity out and to have more funds for the project. And so that's just been kind of the message that's kind of been what gummy bears have been about is just giving back. And that's what we wanted to build. And that's what we're still continuing building as we create this community. And it's been super fun, super grateful, a lot of incredible people out there. It's amazing. So when did happy land gummy bears launch? So we actually launched August 17th, but it was a failed launch because there was a hiccup that we had that day. And mm -hmm. then the, we relaunched the very next day. And so we say it's either August 17th or 18th. And so I guess let, 
the real quick thing about that launch date is that mm -hmm. the whole purpose of this project was to, you know, overcome things that are hard in life as what's mm -hmm. represented in these gummy bears. And August 17th was like the most stressful day of my life. Mm -hmm. And there was like five minutes of that day that I was like, I'm done. Like I quit. We mm -hmm. sold like a thousand of them out of the 9,600. And I was like, no, I'm done. Like I'm not doing this anymore. And then I cooled down. I was like, okay, no, this is exactly what is meant to be in life, right? This is the stress, just re recalculate, just <laughs> refocus. And I am super happy that it happened the way that it did with the technical difficulties we had mm -hmm. on the 17th. And then we relaunched on the 18th and it was super successful and it was awesome. It was super cool, but grateful for that experience. But yeah, so the short answer, but in a long way was, yeah, we launched on the 17th, 18th. I love that happened for you and this project, because it literally was the universe saying, you created a project about resilience. And we're going to actually test you on resilience on your launch date. And I've been there before. A few years ago, I released my first book, and I had the launch date picked. I was uploading it. And I realized just like two days before that I had formatted the book incorrectly. And I was mortified because the launch date was set. I had been hyping it up on mm -hmm. my socials leading up to it. It was the release date. And I was traveling at that time. So I did not have the time to reformat it. And I had to push the launch date back a couple of weeks. And what was interesting from that situation is that after I got over my embarrassment and my panic attack, that's the time when I had a panic attack, I shared it with my audience and it allowed me to connect further with them because it was something relatable because we all go through this. There's always setbacks. There's always challenges that come forth. So again, I love that the universe handed this to you as you were launching because it's only going to, in the future, make your launch more memorable and listen to this important story that you were able to share with our audience about actual resilience that you had to have when launching Happy Land Gummies Bears, which is your brand's message. I feel like just reflecting back on that day, I, again, I'm super grateful for it, but there was so many mad people who were just so pissed off, but it's fine because like, it just showed like, I've always been convinced that like, you go through something hard in your life and you tell yourself, this is the hardest thing I'll ever go through and I'll never go through another thing mm -hmm. like this again. And it's such a lie, but I'm grateful for that because how else do we grow? How else do we kind of attain this sense of perfection? It's been an awesome journey. And still we have challenges that we go through. There's still days that are really busy and I just need to refocus again and being like, what are my priorities today? How am I giving back? What are we doing with the roadmap? Who needs to be taken care of? And so the bad that's in life that we sometimes, most people I'd say would think is bad or not for our benefit is exactly what we need. And so I love that. I love that too. So now that we understand where Happy Land Gummy Bears is now, what's next? So we actually, this is really good timing. So we have our, we've had a roadmap, has a lot of things that are entailed in that. So, but something that happened yesterday is we actually partnered with a crypto exchange, cryptospace.com. So that was actually a huge announcement that we made yesterday. So that's part of our roadmap that we're still entailing. And that is officially going to be launching within the next few weeks. Anyone who holds a Happy Land Gummy Bear will actually get a percentage off of the exchange fees of purchasing crypto from this crypto exchange, which is awesome. So just kind of stuff like that, collaborating with bigger, bigger groups and, and stuff like that. So that's one aspect of that. We're still 
working on our roadmap to get more community engagement because our main priority is to create a space where people can hang out that they like to hang out and that it's uplifting. Something that was interesting to me is prior to this NFT space is that I spent so much time in negative spaces. I spent a lot of time on, for example, Instagram, Mm -hmm. where I had a lot of actually personal friends and family that were very contentious with the stuff that's kind of going around, right? And for whoever's opinion is about anything, like I don't judge anyone on that, but just the contention of of people wanting to fight and I had to remove Mm -hmm. myself from the space. And even from the algorithm that's so smart and and these like social platforms that Mm -hmm. push things that they know that you like you love and like you go and it's like a train wreck. You can't look away from the negative stuff. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, like did you see this post? Anyway, what I noticed after that is the reason why I gravitated so well towards NFTs is because it was a complete 180. And I feel like if people, if our mission, we can actually bring people to waste less time on just the generic social media platform algorithm that is negative, mm-hmm. whether it's political, whether it's about the bad stuff that's in the media, just whatever it is get your mind off of it, even personal life issues. I think it's been such a huge help, especially for for my wife and I, we get so mm-hmm. excited. We like talking because my wife and I, we have a lot of things in common, but there's still a lot that we don't have in common. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about NFTs, I feel like it's such a, like a mid-level way that people can relate. And mm-hmm. we get so excited about the artwork. We get so excited about all these different aspects. But again, that's kind of where we're at with Happy Land. We're, we're still continuing on. And this kind of goes on forever, as far mm-hmm. as I see it, just kind of like the blockchain. We mm-hmm. have like a roadmap 2.0 that's going to be launching next year and more details to come up about that. But yeah, and so that's kind of where we're at right now. And we're super grateful for the community that has been helping along the way mm-hmm. and really giving their input. Awesome. I love to hear the long-term plan and to know that the, this community you've created is going to be around to inspire and to support others for the long haul. So now I want to switch gears a little bit and I want to dive into some strategy on how you actually created and launched Happy Land Gummy Bears. So what was the first step that you took in creating Happy Land Gummy Bears? Yeah. So if you notice, my first tip over anything would be to anyone learning about NFTs or wanting to, and if you don't have Twitter already, download Twitter and start looking up NFT hashtags. And literally, if you can spend one hour a day, half an hour, I spend like 10 to 12 hours every day, just immerse yourself, Mm -hmm. get to know all the way that I learned was not really a lot of research. A lot of the way that I learned was just asking questions to the right people and just spending time in the space. I think that's the first step for anyone. If you want to create a collection, if you're not already doing that, like you need to do that. But as far as creating a collection, most of these teams, as you see, so like with Bored Apes or with Cool Cats or with Gutter Cats or V Friends or whatever, they usually comprise of a small team. Well, V Friends is the exception because they have Gary Vee and his whole team. So sorry about that. But typically with these other collections, most collections will have a team about four to six people. You have the artist, you have the developer who creates the smart contract for the blockchain to integrate into mm-hmm. OpenSea and, and to mint your NFT from. You have the developer who can create the website, who can will generate the images. Because if you notice these collections, they have a bunch of layers on them and everything, and they generate them through through an algorithm coding. And so you'll want a developer for that as well. You want a marketer, uh, someone on your socials. So that's kind of the team that you need to be built out. You can't really do it by yourself. And me and Kira realized that. I didn't have like any of these talents. I had some stuff in like marketing, but other than that. 
I knew that we wanted to do it. And with that, we're just like, okay, like we had an artist, her name is Germana. She was 16 years old when me and her started working together on some digital projects. And I found her on a hashtag on Instagram that had less than a hundred tags. And I loved her artwork. I reached out. She had like under a hundred followers. And I said, we need to work together. And she's like, okay. So two years later, I was like, you need to hop on board. And I onboarded her a little bit to the more the crypto space. She's getting more into NFT. She understands everything about it. But mm -hmm. I said, you need to help me make these gummy bears. And so we got our artist. We found a developer on and we made sure that we knew him for a, a, a while to make sure that it was a good fit. We mm -hmm. zoomed in. We're like, okay, we want to make sure that people don't know that it isn't just someone we're hiring, but we want to hire like kind of family, right? Yes. Uh, I had a close friend that I happened to be talking to one day and he said like, yeah, I do coding. I can do the generative artwork for you to generate all these images. So it kind of worked out that way. But as far as getting your creation started with mm -hmm. your project, you need to know what value you want to give first. Okay. And so that's kind of the part that's the basis of what's most important. But the technical side, like as I've already described, is comprising a team, knowing that you can't do this alone, right? And, or just delegate all the work out and then make a team that you can, that can give value. But it goes back to the basis of what you want to give value. What is your message? What is the artwork? Because you'll see that there's a bunch of collections that say like, we're a bunch of giraffes, we're a, mm -hmm. a panda collection, we're whatever it is. But each of them have their own message. They have their mm -hmm. own unique utility that gives value to the space and to the buyer, to the collector, who, the investor, whoever mm -hmm. it is. So that's kind of the technical side of it, right? And then there's Very like the behind meaning. So think about what, and then make it genuine, make it about you. Make sure that like, it's something that you want to do, not what people want to be, like want to have value in, do something that's still like what you believe in and then just propel that to, to be your project. And that's really what me and Kira did. And so, and it worked out great. That's really helpful that you broke down the steps that you took and who the various team members are of Happy Land Gummy Bears. So something you've said throughout this discussion is the word roadmap. Can you actually break down what a roadmap is? Is that a marketing plan? Is it a business plan? What is a roadmap? A roadmap is essentially the plan. It is the layout and the projection that you'll show your community of what your promises are once you hit certain milestones of selling your collection. What you'll see with a lot of collections is they'll say, once we sell it at 10%, we'll drop merch or we'll have merch designs or a merch store. Or that's just an example. Or like if we sell out at 25%, we'll create avatars for the metaverse for a specific game. 50% we'll give back to charity. 70. So just kind of like that. It's their plans of each increment of what their actual meaning is behind their project. What, what their mission is. Like what they're going to give back to you as the investor. So that's essentially what a roadmap is. The plan of the project after they give you their NFT, their artwork. What are they going to give you in return? And that's really what a roadmap is. Okay, I'm curious. How did you and Kira know how to actually create a roadmap? Was it just from digging around on Twitter and finding the roadmaps to other projects? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so we definitely took our ideas a little bit from other projects, but we wanted to do something that would help the brand and the story lore behind these gummy bears because that's something that we're growing as well is something that is something of positivity but also that these bears have a story behind them. Mm -hmm. And so we thought of different aspects of what people would like. 
And we came up with, we're going to come with like webtoons or essentially digital comics, trading cards, because we know that with collectors, with the NFT space, it's very similar to trading cards. So we did some marketing research with that. And we're going to be doing trading cards at a certain point. Uh, everyone loves merch. Everyone loves repping their own brand. And so that's another aspect of it. We believe that one of the greatest aspects in where this NFT technology is heading is to the metaverse. And metaverse is essentially just an online virtual reality place. Mm -hmm. Well, it'll end to be where everyone can meet up. So if you remember like Ready Player One, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's where we're ending. And so we're like, we have to add that aspect to it. We have to know that like someone can have an avatar that is a 3D model or a pixelated 3D model. And it can go online into, so for example, like Sandbox Game, which is an online game world, but you can do a lot of things in there. Or Decentraland is another one. Mm -hmm. And you can have virtual interactions with other people, like what we've thought about for a long time. So that was another aspect to it. So we really thought about kind of the angle of where people are, where we think they're going to, as we observe, where they're going to end up. And then backtrack that way. And that's how we created our roadmap. And that's how we see it again is where can we give value? Where do we see from observation where the masses are kind of heading? And, and that's where we ended up with our roadmap. And we see a lot of projects do it similarly. So I think there's a lot of other things. As, as time goes on with collections coming out, they come up with new innovative ways. We've been very tempted to kind of change and adapt a little bit, but we want to make sure that we take that balance and remember going back to yourself to what is genuine to you. What are you passionate about? Continue with that. Thank you. Very helpful. I want to get into some more specifics right now. So Happy Land Gummy Bears launched on August 17th or 18th. And the day of this recording is September 29th. So can you share with me how much you've donated to charity. Give me some numbers behind what you've done in only about two months since launching. Yeah, so I'm just pulling up numbers right now because I remembered it's about, yeah, so it's almost 12 Ethereum that we've donated to, to charity. And the way that we went about that is, so again, it was by secondary sales. And so when we receive, we did 4% secondary sales. So for example, if someone were to sell their bear, whatever the, the sale was, uh, forever, for all 9,600 bears, we'll receive 4% of that. 1% is always delegated to charity, which is decided by the community. And so we did polls where we had people, well, we had separate channels, for example, in our Discord, mm -hmm. where we would have people give us ideas. Who can we help? Which charities do you like? I guess, do you trust? And we'll look into it. And then we did kind of a vetting process where we, we we score them and we look up to make sure that they're good, that people really like them. And then we came up with three and we do once or twice a month. And so we've done it about three times now that we'll have a poll and we'll be like, Hey, like, which ones do you want? And so we, a lot of people gravitate towards mental health. And so we've actually donated most of it of the 12 Ethereum. And if you don't know the price of Ethereum right now is about 3000, then it kind of fluctuated between three to 3,500 Mm -hmm. for Ethereum. And so that's something that we've done. We've been able so, to... Yeah, so go ahead. In, in just two months, you've donated almost $30,000. Yeah, exactly. I mean, think about how incredible that is in such a short amount of time to donate that quantity of money to various nonprofits or charities in which some support mental health you're having a major impact right now. 
And not only have you created a community of people who now have the support they need and camaraderie that they need, but you donated a significant amount of money in just two months. That's absolutely incredible. Congratulations. Yeah, I feel like when I think about it, I always try to, I don't know what the saying is. It's like, don't let the negativity get to your heart and then like the positivity or like the compliments to your head or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I always try to live by that. But then sometimes I do have to balance and like reflect that I'm like, okay, we are helping a ton of people. It is about the individual and it makes us feel good. I think that I try to, so my wife and I, before we started doing this NFT thing, we had a deal that every week for when we get our paycheck, we'd allocate a little bit of money that was called selfless money. We would just give it, spend it on someone else. For the first little bit, we started doing that. We'd actually go to random people at Walmart and just give them like 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't anything to like really do for someone else. I mean, it helps to help other people out, but it really is to change my heart because I feel like there's always a certain root in my heart that I'm trying to get rid of that's evil. And I have to do that daily. And I think we all kind of have to do that to some extent. But I love that we're able to help a lot of people because I know as far as like my mental health stuff that I've been dealing with for the last year, it's really cool to realize that like we've been able to help people who are probably going through that in any way that we can alleviate that pain. It's just awesome. Like, and the thing is, it wasn't even like me and Kira, like we can't take like even 99%, like even 1% of the credit. Like we just, we have such an awesome community. Like it's people who believed in the project and believe that there is value in bringing positivity to the world, which is the NFT space. And so mm-hmm. we just love that it was really the community that brought this forth. And we're super grateful for everyone that has been able to put forth these sales to bring these royalties to help other people. It's been really cool. So awesome. This segues perfectly into my next question. How do you actually create a community? This is going to be different for everyone. But I think the principle that kind of underlies everything, and it goes back to Kira's and I in my decision to give our NFTs away for free, is during the time that we were about to launch, because we made this decision a few days before launch date, we had a bunch of projects that we were looking at that were, the term is cash grab or rug pull. Mm-hmm. It's where, and if for those of you, I mean, you should know what it is, but if you don't, It's where a project will launch, they'll sell out or they'll sell half or they'll sell however many. And then the Discord will go quiet. The Twitter will go quiet. They'll kick people. They'll basically, the team kind of runs away and they keep that money and they basically steal the money, right? And so that's what we call a cash grab or rug pull. And so we wanted people to take the risk in us because when you spend your Ethereum in minting a project, you're taking the risk first. And so with over 300 hours at the point of launch date that I had put in personally, and Kira and I were like, well, hey, let's take the risk first. We have no idea what's going to happen because it's been over a few years that any project has given away this big of a collection for free. We don't know what people are going to see as the value. People might not even like it. People might, but we wanted to give value first. And so we gave them away for free. And so the principle is just learning ways, whatever it means for you, to giving first, giving value Spending time. Another thing that we've done is we've done giveaways, which isn't really unique to Twitter Mm -hmm. to gain our followings on Twitter and Discord. But what I wanted to do was go through as many comments as we could and just reply to as many people who had entered the giveaway. Mm -hmm. And we saw that it's a small little thing that we do, but it's given us so much benefit to show people how genuine we are. 
Mm-hmm. And it goes back to like creating that community and showing that, yeah, we are real people. One thing that I will say, but I'm seeing a lot more now is in discourse for collections. If you're a creator, a developer, whoever you are on the team, just talk to your, spend time in your Discord. It goes a long way. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of projects that they actually do not spend a lot of time in speaking with your community. So just taking the time to actually speak a little bit in your Discord. And so that's kind of like a specific tip, but it all goes back to like, what do you want to do to give value back? To basically give value before you receive anything first. You've shared so many tips, tools, tricks, golden nuggets, so far. And before we wrap up, I'd like to know, is there any advice that you would give someone who wants to launch a collection? Yes, do it fast. So hold on, let me say, so I think just kind of enveloping everything that we've said before, it just goes back to giving value first before yourself. If you want to create a collection, if you have an idea, just realize that the advice is to take action as well. Give value first, but take action on this collection that you want because we are still day one of NFTs. If you think about it in like the grand scheme of everything, you think about how much of the world has adopted crypto. I'm not quite sure. I believe it's under 2%. It's growing every day. But within the crypto space, I believe it's about less than 1% who adopt NFTs. It's really early. But the way that this is ramping up, it is very well adopted and it's accelerating really fast. And so if you're thinking, do not hesitate, just act, just do something, create value first. But if you want to do a collection, get your team together, do something and and do it because the opportunity is right now. Whoever's listening to this, I think it's, it's awesome that you are here at a certain time where there's such a great opportunity. And so take action. And to circle back on what we said earlier, timeline wise, What we just broke down is a testament to how quickly things happen in the NFT space. You just launched mid-August. It is now late September, and you've already donated around 30K. So that just shows how quickly things happen in the space. Thank you so much, Jake, for being on Freedom with NFTs. I appreciate all of the advice and value that you gave. Thanks so much for having me. This has been awesome. And I'm glad that we're able to finally connect. I know both of our schedules are really crazy, but that's what's awesome about this space that we're kind of in. It's just a lot of opportunity, a lot of reasons to be busy and to get things done. But I'm super grateful for you. Thanks for having me on here. And yeah, I hope that we can connect soon. Yes. And then one more thing. How can people get a hold of you? How can our audience find you, Jake? Yeah, so I'm mostly on Twitter now. So my name's Hakobo. I go by Jake. But in the NFT space, you kind of have your alias that you use. So mine is Scary Kid. So my Twitter handle is Don't Feed the SK. And then if you want to follow Happy Line Gummy Bears, it's HL Gummy Bears. That's the handle for Twitter. And then on Instagram, it's just Happy Line Gummy Bears. And then if you want to join our Discord, it's the handle for that is just Happy Land. And so it's pretty easy to find. We're just connected kind of all over. But that's how you can find us. Awesome. And we will link that in the show notes. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks Jake. so much. Have an awesome week. You too. Thank you for listening to Freedom with NFTs. Don't forget to subscribe. New episodes drop every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm your host, Lauren Turton, and it's been an honor to show up for you in this format and support you on your journey in creating your own freedom with NFTs.